It's time for Stars on Sports, a podcast radio show dedicated to sharing stories about our athletic program at Lansing Community College. LCC Athletics has a strong tradition. 23 national championship wins. Over 170 All-Americans. 19 MCCAA All-Sports trophies. Stars on Sports will introduce you to individuals that have contributed to our program's success and give you the backstory on what it takes to develop it. We'll also dive into and break down the topics and issues facing athletic departments across the nation and right here at LCC. This is Stars on Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stars on Sports. I am joined by our assistant AD, Stephen Cutter, and production manager, Jeremy. Welcome, Jeremy. Hopefully you get the chance to contribute today because today we're going to be talking about, we're recording this podcast on Halloween and, you know, I don't know if Halloween where it ranks in my holidays, just, but just another day. I have kids and so and grandkids now, so trick or treating. And I think of when I think of Halloween, I think of costumes. And mm-hmm. you know, we were talking before we were on the air about costumes in the past. And I was going to go more towards uniforms. I think about when I grew up. I you know, surprise, surprise. That was probably a lot of sports figures as Halloween costume. Yeah, you know. yeah. I was Marcus Allen one year. So, Marcus yeah, Allen. I had the okay. cheap helmet. And, <laughs> I had the know, cheap uh, the Cleveland Browns, you know, okay. football player one I year and I still have the helmet. Surprised they even put out any brown stuff. <laughs> I'm shocked. Ouch. You know, we were gonna talk about being a Cleveland okay. fan in, in yeah. uniform colors and such, but you you mentioned other Halloween costumes and how they've changed. And I think yeah. of even my kids, um a couple of my favorites, my daughter was a fortune teller one year. My wife just did an excellent job on a homemade costume and she carried around like a piece of cardboard with a glass ball on it. And nice. it was it was just really cool and homemade. And we've talked about how extravagant they come. And um, one of my favorites is I wear the same thing every year. So my son dressed up as me one year, wore khaki pants, okay. uh, a Mason pullover that. with my that. badge. So those are two of my favorites. But going back to when we were kids and yeah. you had mentioned the, the cheaper yeah. costumes. I that think you going get. into places like Ben Franklin and, yeah. you know, getting to pick out your Halloween costume and, you, you know, you might be able to. Typically, they all came with a mask that had a, a cheap rubber band that was stapled to the, you know, to it. and. <laughs> You, so um, you, you'd wear it and of course it would, it would break within, you know, a few, a few minutes of wearing it. So you're trying to keep it on your face while you're still holding your candy bag. And, you know, it was, it was sharp. So it would cut your face, you know, and, and now, you know, I look at our, our kids and stuff and I see these uh, incredible masks that just slide over their face and, you know, and so I don't, I don't think they know how lucky they are mm-hmm. or, or maybe even how realistic they look. Today. That's it. How realistic, how cool, mm-hmm. how far they've come right. graphically. And, and, you know, it's a lot of excitement. I, I'm, our kids have been talking about their costume for about a month now. So it, there's either, you know, lead up time and they go back and forth and change and, yeah. um, you know, probably will even change today for tonight. And mm-hmm. the debate we've had in our family is how old is too old to be trick or treating? You know, okay. I think middle school age is pretty close, but we get high schoolers and older. What were the results on the debate? Um, 
Well, my daughter is a, a junior in high school, and she's debating on whether she and her friends should go trick-or-treating tonight, okay. and I would be against it. I think she's mm-hmm. too old yeah. to trick-or-treat unless she takes, you know, our, our grandkids or younger kids. Mm-hmm. And, you know, weather is, is impactful, just like being in Michigan. It's going to be a really cold one. I've been in 80-degree Halloweens, and I've been in blizzards okay. in Halloween. And I like taking – I it was one of my th- favorite things that a dad is to take our kids around trick-or-treating. I'd rather do that than pass out the candy for some okay. reason. I like candy, so mm-hmm. um, I like – it was a competition to me to get a lot of candy and you know surprise competition but do you have a preference do you I don't think so you know as our kids have gotten older the Halloween piece has become maybe a little less cool and Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out you know whether you still do something or you go to a party or you know whatever it is and so I don't think so I have a lot of good memories from when we were younger and we uh, when our kids were younger and we certainly would do it up for for Halloween and but uh, not so much anymore. I mean, you know, as we're recording this on Halloween, we have we have baseball stuff tonight. I'm, I'll be getting home, uh, you know, probably nine o'clock, and you know, it's it's just kind of another day. As it, so, it really depends on where where you're at in life and where you know, where the kids are and everything else. And for coaches, I have some coaches that are practicing tonight and some that move theirs up if they have younger kids mm-hmm. that want to right. go trick-or-treating with them. Journey, right. give you a chance to contribute. You, any favorite costume that sticks out to you, one you've seen, mm-hmm. one you were? I say my um, my mom was super big into, like, creating costumes, like what you were talking about, about um, how you, like, create your own costume. So for my son, um, he wanted to be a Pokemon, so we actually used the Little Caesars box and cut it open, painted it, and glued it, and made him into like a whole Pokemon mm-hmm. character. And awesome. it was like the best costume ever. Mm-hmm. And all the kids yeah. thought he looked so cool. It is cool. And we talk about the the ones you can buy, but even cr- mm-hmm. the, the cool ones that people yeah. create nowadays yes. that I mentioned with my wife likes creating them. And I was watching the TV mm-hmm. show this morning with all the homemade ones that were made. So you're right. Kids are spoiled nowadays mm-hmm. on what they. We used um, to do pumpkin decorating at the mm-hmm. schools, too. And, and man, you, you want to talk about competition coming out in full force. Mm-hmm. There's no way those kids were decorating some of those pumpkins <laughs> that were winning. I mean, they were going crazy. But yeah, it's it's a it's definitely a special holiday, and you you see um, scary stuff, and and then and then candy too. Do you have a favorite candy? I like all candy, but really? anything with coconut in it. So almond joys almond or joy. yeah. uh, the other kind are ones I don't like. But I I'm a candy freak. I like but okay. uh, hundred gram bars, chocolate caramel nuts. I uh, I, I love okay. licorice. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, unfortunately too much candy. You. Okay. Uh, yeah, I like Reese's. I mean, that's Peanut kind of the standby. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Journey? Um, I don't know what's going on, but like as I get older, Reese's has turned into like my favorite. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, I used too. to love Reese's. Twix. Twix used to I be like my the, favorite. Yeah. Chocolate, caramel, I was, nuggets. A, I was an M&M's guy, and then, you know, as um, things aged a little bit, it turned into Reese's. And, I, man, I, I love them. I like when uh, being an AD, you have a concession stand around you almost every day of the week. So I went in mm-hmm. cycles. Like, I remember our concession stand would like cater to me like one year with a hundred grand bars. So they had a hundred grand bars one year with peanut butter M&M. Really? So they, they got peanut butter boxes of peanut butter M- M&M for me. Twix was one. Are you year. foreshadowing that our athletic department's going to have a concession stand in it coming up soon? Mm, I, I'm not foreshadowing okay. Okay. That, just, that, just you know, it. there's challenges with that, you know, um, Having concessions, people expect concession stands at athletic mm-hmm. events. Yeah, I'd um, say we, they're disappointed when they don't have them. Especially yeah. the popcorn mm-hmm. or hot dog. But 
and and maybe sodas, but on the back end, we talk about things that you don't see. It's it's a lot more cleanup or you know management, you know you, money in management. the bleachers. Yeah, bleachers a mess. Okay. You know that those leave and. Even we have a bending area. That, so why don't you just put more garbage cans out? I mean, people are going to throw their stuff in garbage cans, not on the bleachers, right? If you have more garbage cans out? I disagree. You know, one of the most humbling things I did is my kids were in National Honor Society in high school. And one of their service projects is you had to go clean Spartan Stadium the next day after a football event. And it okay. really made you appreciate to pick up after yourself at an athletic event. And my kids do pick up at when we leave our area. And we go to a lot of sporting events at the mm-hmm. college. Our kids work hard because of going there and how bad. I mean, it's a couple hours of just cleaning up mm-hmm. all kinds of, of yeah. trash. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I think of at LCC, we clean up, you know, we have a cleaning crew, but, you know, the, the people that help me out at events, we go through the bleachers and clean up the big stuff after the events. And we've had student workers, from my understanding, clean them up in the past. But it's something you overcome. At the lug nut, they ask you, they they remind you. At Mason, we had our PA announcer remind them at the end of the night, please pick up your trash. And we emphasize that with our student athletes in our room, our, our student athlete lounge and such. And I work hard. At, at Mason, We we one of our biggest penalties was when they didn't pick up their lunch table at the end of the day. They would have to come and clean the whole lunchroom if they didn't pick up their area. So. It's, again, another microcosm of society between sports and real life, but I don't think too many people do pick up their trash at at athletic events. And it could just be a piece of paper, such as the roster, that they no longer want to use. And I'm not here to to pick on spectators or such, Mm -hmm. because you do have clean crews that that's their job to go in and and clean up. But when you do it, you have a new appreciation for... um, Why are we still handing out paper rosters, that stuff? I'm I'm curious, because most everybody that you see has some sort of phone. So why why are not digital rosters not being handed out? Uh, we're transitioning to digital rosters. Um, we, I still have a cup. I do less and less every time and just okay. more just probably for those people that don't use their phone or might not have a phone capability. But okay. that's one thing the pandemic led us to was putting, you know, because you didn't want to touch things that you put everything okay. online. And, you know, my last year at Mason, we would put rosters on the table and they could take a picture of them even instead of grabbing them oh, really? or have them online, QR codes. I mean, mm-hmm. I learned a lot yeah. about QR, QR codes, codes of doing it, but to your point, they're on our website. So you mm-hmm. could easily just go to our website. That's what I do when I'm at mm-hmm. baseball. I try and mm-hmm. scroll it. So I think we are getting away from that. It used to be you had these big media guides um, that were many Programs. pages. Yeah, Programs, but yeah. even those are going online That's and um, sending mm-hmm. out. So I think we are transitioning. I don't know if we'll ever totally get rid of. I think we will. I mean, that just but that's a big change for some people and some entities and money makers too for some. I mean, so I mean, people charge for programs or, mm-hmm. or media guys that they make. You get sponsors for them, but you can still put those online too. So. Um, it's finding that balance, that fine line. Our our rosters are online, but I still, you know, print a handful for our events at Gannon for those that might gr- want to grab one and look at it. You mentioned money makers, and that kind of circles back to the Halloween stuff. And there's these pop up Halloween stores that tend to go in old shopping centers mm-hmm. or whatever. And you know, we were, we my wife and I were going to one the other night, and um, it moved and it was gone. You know, so it's just an empty shopping center. But you drive down the road just a little bit and there's there there it is it's moved into a a new one you know and um the the money piece of that is it's incredible how much 
money you can spend on a Halloween costume, whether it's for yourself or for your kids. You know, it's huge, huge money business. Yeah. It is. And there's so many, you know, with the movies and there's just so many in goes the traditional mm -hmm. one. Those those Halloween places are taking the spot of our pickleball facilities, if you remember correctly. Okay. So, no. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It is interesting how the seasonal stores have become more mm -hmm. popular, especially Halloween. Uh, it, mm -hmm. it, you know, it, I don't see as many people wearing costumes like in the workplace, even at the the high school setting that. Uh, used to be before the pandemic, but okay. it's still. Have you uh, seen costumes? In, I have not seen uh, any LCC? today. No. Have you seen any today? Mm -mm. Oh, I haven't. I haven't yeah. seen. I've seen one girl wearing like a clip-on hat. That's about okay. it. Okay, I'm sure they're out there. I think we have a costume contest actually that you, you submit a picture to, and you can mm -hmm. win prizes. But I don't know if that's a trend or not. But to your point, um, it's interesting that these doors do pop up and you know, are here probably through today or maybe the next week to right. get a discount on next year's costume, yeah. which changed so much because of things that trend. Mm -hmm. So um, I haven't got my costume yet. I don't think I'll be wearing one. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, me now, either. with practice tonight, do you let your kids dress up at all or that take away from the focus of the practice or? Um, well, we, we practice early, so that's before the, you know, the trick-or-treating happens. So um, no. no, I mean, we, we could, but I think a lot of that's just eyewash. So. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. I disagree. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like teams that add some of that to that theme of the day. Yeah. It, it, it's hard because it could get in the way of practice. If you, you don't have like, you know, I, I was eating out on Sunday and they, they had the trick or treating um, going around these local businesses and how many inflatable costumes there were. It was hilarious. The dinosaurs and the, the yeah. characters, but they kept bumping into everybody. That was what was so funny mm -hmm. to me. So yeah. if, if uh, you know, I, your picture wore that to practice today, I don't I've think I've seen some <laughs> funny videos of practices with those inflatable costumes, you know, for Halloween. So mm -hmm. it's, it's certainly out there. Yeah. And it's situational. Like mm -hmm. if you're in a, a postseason tournament this week, it would be hard to, to turn that focus in the uh, true, Halloween costume. True. But um, we hosted basketball districts uh, many times at Mason, and we allowed our team to practice it on Sunday. And one mm -hmm. team every year, would it was, because it's just more to shoot around and get familiar with our gym, they would have a, a theme like basketball jersey day or favorite team day. And it was pretty cool. He made it fun to come in on a Sunday, mm -hmm. but they got to wear like their favorite jersey or their mm -hmm. you know favorite sports team or throwback day instead of you know the 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 practice jersey of that team so i just in that sense i think it's kind of fun the the chain things mm -hmm. up and it brings yeah, the holiday yeah. but you know back to your intentional practice it, it's hard to do that and mm -hmm. you know laugh at the guy in first place who or you know your guard out there you know inflatable <laughs> but but it's still a fun holiday and you do work around and you know, when we talk about, I wanted to talk about superheroes, how, you know, that seems to be a common theme in listening to a podcast this morning, talking about um, how you can change that into a positive, that we're all superheroes, that there's mm -hmm. a superhero inside of us and that Halloween can help us acknowledge that. And, and I'm a big believer in that. And I'm something that I haven't done well um, in my life is, is believing in myself or always in your team, but how I've learned how important that is. And, you know, that's one of the neat things that the Ted Lasso TV show has really emphasized is, you know, believe was one of his big topics, but I know it's also, you know, 
something you emphasized. And, you know, I have this, these couple pieces of paper on my desk and I was in an interview a couple of weeks ago and the, and the person that I was interviewing said, you know, I have a Lou Holtz piece of paper on my desk that says, do the right thing, be better and treat people well. And he goes, I try and live by that every day. And I thought, hmm, yeah. that's pretty cool. You know, and I wonder how many people have something on their desk. But one of the things I have on my desk is called, um, collective efficacy, and it's, it's the shared belief and capabilities to organize and execute the courses of action required to produce given levels of attainment. And that's by the psychologist Bandura, but that's sports, you know, the collective, and that, and they did a ratio that that's like 1.57, and the next highest level of the good attainment is achievement, which is like 0.65. So if we all believe in what we're trying to accomplish, how well that will help us reach our goals. And so I, I have that on my desk. I have three or four others too. Wow. But when I think of Halloween now, I think of that, of the superhero. And, and we are who we believe we are, which is C.S. Lewis. I have that one on my desk. And believing in yourself. So do you have anything on your desk that you look at? Or? Oh, we could go for a long time about belief <laughs> systems. So That's a whole nother podcast. Yeah, I, I think so. And, you know, there's, there's plenty of stories out there of, of, you know, humans who have, have changed their belief systems through one way, shape or form to weird things happening, tests coming back or anything else, just these crazy stories. And then they start, they change their lives just because they, they stop listening to themselves so much and they just start talking to themselves. Like I am, I do have Olympic athlete genes. I mean, there's a crazy story about a test coming back to a lady who was really struggling with, just feeling old, not feeling, you know, good about much. And um, she had done some some blood work and some gene testing for just some other stuff. And they they ended up calling her and telling her that uh, through really just a stroke of luck that her genes came back, that she had Olympic, really the the Olympic genes that most Olympians had, hers matched up. And um, it really just changed her life because she started... uh, believing that, you know, she had the athletic genes of an Olympian. So she starts exercising and she starts believing all this stuff wow. and she just changes mm-hmm. her, her whole perspective. And then, and then her husband is completely off guard because he, he can't believe how much has just changed by yeah. one phone call, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and so, like I said, there's a lot of stories where we can go with belief systems or things that are in you my are office. Sh- Right on. And this will be a, a whole nother podcast because I have <laughs> lots of stories, too. And one of my favorite was a National Geographic thing real quickly where he was a photographer and, you know, it always like he always tried to find the best picture. And it was, you know, I got to see it to believe it. And he switched it right around to I got to yeah, believe it to, to see, see it. it. And then he yeah. started like zooming in on the picture and he saw, you know, like instead of a whole row of flowers he zoomed in on one flower well like that was the prettiest thing that you've ever seen and that was fun i had a leadership class that Mm -hmm. they showed this presentation and it stuck with me because it is a choice and and for most people they need to see it to believe it she needed to know that Mm -hmm. i need to go out and get a gene test i guess to see if i'm olympian maybe i'm pretty sure i'm not in any capacity but i think that's what you're telling me is to go out and see if i have any olympic genes left in me i could you know participate in the master olympics or Mm -hmm. so something but but the belief system is huge and it, the choice it is to to make and how vital that is for us too i mean part of the thing i wanted to talk about that we're not going to get to today is is like 
when we talk about costume, you know, they're fake. And, you know, those mm-hmm. teams out there that might have been the biggest fakes in history that might have gone to the championship game that weren't just very good. But what got them there? And and is it a belief system? Is it luck? Is it the schedule that they played? And we know there are many different variables that lead to championship seasons. But I think you and I are both in agreement that belief is right mm-hmm. up there and making that happen. And if you don't have that, you're not going to be successful. And, you know, we talk about every week when we look at our opponents for that week, like, do you believe you can beat them? If you don't, don't go play because the game's already over. You have to believe it to achieve it. And again, talking about the other stories, but it's so important in athletics that even if you, if the other team is better, we still play the game to see who's better that day. You don't have to beat them Ten times, you know, in, in postseason, you might in a series. That's where really the true winner comes in. Instead of you know playing them once, like the NCAA basketball mm-hmm. tournament or football, right. you just got to win one game. Where the, the other ones that you know have the series might give a true true picture of it. But it still starts with belief in my eyes, and we try and you know share that with our student athletes. And that's why again I like Ted Lasso because he had it above his his office that, you know, believe you have to believe every day. And again, if we talk about Halloween and those costumes, but his, you, you've mentioned Ted a few times and that's kind of a little bit of smoke and mirrors, right? I mean, it's not a real story about a real person, is it? It is not a real story. It's a, it's an interesting story. And he's a, he's a college football coach and the owner of a premier soccer team gets mm-hmm. the team from her husband in a divorce. So she wants to ruin a team. So she hires him, but kind of like the major league, which is a Cleveland baseball movie. And we're going to talk about movies someday on our podcast here. So yeah. we're going to hold that off. But, but he comes over and, and he doesn't know soccer, but he knows people and being positive. And, and again, believe is a big thing. If you believe, I don't care if you know soccer or not, we're going to be successful. If you work together as a team, we're going to be successful. Um, and there, I mean, I have 10 things of, of Ted Lasso things right now. Uh, you know, happiness is a choice, just like believing, you know, tell the truth. You know, those are all themes of shows that yeah. that's why I think it's popular, but it's a, it's positive focus. And I, I truly believe that's what I want our coaching staff to be like. And I think for the most part, they are the, the focus on the positive, you know, look for the best in our student athlete thinking not that we're not going to have bad days or, you know, change our mindset and get frustrated. But in the end, if your overall culture is that you're going to be successful. Good stuff. Yeah. I mean, who thought this would have gone from a Halloween topic? So, again, great conversation and and go stars. Stars on Sports is recorded live at the WLNZ Studios. Engineering and production assistance are provided by Dadalian Lowry. You can listen to this episode and other episodes of Stars on Sports on demand at lccconnect.org. To find more information about our athletic program, visit lccstars.com. Thanks for listening. Go Go Stars. Stars!